got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. So my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. sober we're gonna have a great show today we have a very special guest in house today mr robert glasby will be joining us but before we get to that lauren hogan yes how was your week what is ooh? reconnecting um my week was good um i literally just uh canceled a work trip because of all of what's happening in um louisiana with hurricane ida so we just wanted to be safe so um i'm gonna be here for the next two weeks Yay! She's yes. going to be in house in studio. Yes. But next Monday is Labor Day. Next Monday is Labor Day, and we know that um, we're not going to be having a show, obviously, because it's Labor Day. And more importantly, what's happening on September sixth? It's Labor Day. No. Aside from that, what else is happening on September sixth in I'll, Chicago? I'll be in Chicago. We're okay. having the white party with a splash of rainbow. The list. So I've been getting a bunch of emails. It is a bunch of text messages. It is not, you don't have to wear white. It's not mandatory that you wear white. But we are encouraging because it's a white party. It's Labor Day weekend. So you're not supposed to wear white after labor. Tell that to white people. They wear it all the time. <laughs> uh, 
So, yes, we encourage you that you wear white. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. We are almost to capacity. So, yeah, y'all need to get y'all tickets because we ain't taking no money at the door. And you'll be outside mad. And I think we need to give people a heads up, too, because you are going to be filming this. So don't show up looking dusty and broken because you might be a part of something a little special, right? You really might be a part. We do have a camera crew coming. So if you want to be looking cute on camera, then you dress up at home. If you don't want to be looking cute on camera, stand in the shadows. Because, <laughs> yeah, you might be seen by 190 countries if I can get Netflix to buy this. That's real talk. Mm-hmm. Um Lauren, what else are we talking about? We're talking about just so much happening in the world. Yeah. And we start off the show by saying prayers to T.S. Madison and her mom, Miss Mary Mackins, because they both were fighting with COVID, but they are on the other side. I saw that Mary- Maddie posted this morning that she finally got her negative test results. I don't know if Miss Mary got hers, but prayers to Miss Mary and T.S. Madison. COVID is real, y'all. COVID is real. I know we talk a good game on this page, and I talk about what I am going to do, what I'm not going to do. And I'm never telling you guys what to do. But still wash your hands and wear your mask and follow the precautions because COVID is real. Yeah. And shout out to Haiti because they're not getting a lot of national attention according to United States news. I don't know what's going on somewhere else, but over here, they hardly even talking about it. They're talking about Afghanistan and shout out to them and prayers for them. But mostly prayers right now in the United States for um, New Orleans and all that had been affected by Hurricane Ida because Ida did not play with y'all. That lady came through. She wasn't as bad as Christine as, as Katrina. Uh, Katrina. But actually, it in retrospect, it kind of looks like she is. It just seems like we as a the levees held up. Yeah, it was like lessons learned this time. But um, we do know that there are about a million folks in Louisiana without power. Um, I did see on the news this morning that New Orleans isn't flooded because the levees really held up, but the other surrounding parishes outside, um, they are, you know, the the water damage is kind of significant. And I think as of now, there's one person who's confirmed to have died. Yeah. Um, so we definitely have to keep New Orleans and all of Louisiana in our prayers um, because they're going to be without power for about at least three weeks. They said that they're going to try and get essential businesses power within the next seven to ten days. So that's like, you know, hospitals, grocery stores, gas stations, those sort of things. Um, but everybody else who, you know, if you just have a house and those sort of things, you're just going to be without power for about three weeks. So shout out to the people that left and got out and, and had the ability and the, the finances to get out. Because a lot of yeah. times people say, oh, I'm just going to ride it out. It's because they don't have the money. You know, you can't just jump up and go. Sometimes it takes money and it's, it's just scary. Ugh. Yeah. And I think that that's the main thing that people just kind of don't you know realize they're like oh you need to evacuate and it's like well evacuate where where am i going to go mm-hmm. you know and people don't really take that into um, account at all so we yeah. definitely want to keep everybody in um louisiana in our prayers so you guys we are going to be interviewing lawrence um what is he to you he's my uncle uncle yeah he's my yeah. uncle oh love him dearly i need a i need an uncle that's a musician <laughs> yes yes he's my dear uncle um i love him dearly um yeah, he's uh he's quite the talent. I've I've got to say, you know, sometimes you forget who you're related to and who you know and just, you know, how great, you know, some people are in your family. And uh truth be told, um Rob was at my house a couple weeks ago and he made a comment cuz we were the podcast came up and he made a comment like, "So, how many more Grammys do I have to win before I get invited to the podcast?" And I was oh. like I was like, "Oops." I kind of you're right I kind of forgot about you because you know Common's been on and he works with Common and so he kind of felt some type of way so I was like yeah we got to get you on the show for sure so I'm so my glad fault. she said that Rob because it truly wasn't me it was <laughs> it was your niece it wasn't it was your niece huh? I totally didn't realize so I was like my fault Rob we are definitely gonna have you on the show um he's doing like amazing things you know i sent you some stuff he's mm-hmm. been working with dave Chappelle and just like scored his movie and he's one of three musicians actually to have um a residency at the blue note in uh, new york oh yeah. we're gonna bring rob on in a minute because rob is big time whenever you're ready we're yeah. gonna bring him on let me you grab guys, him like two minutes and flame early. Us, we want y'all to have y'all questions ready because we want you guys to come in and talk to rob please be respectful because i will block your ass for generations if yes, you're disrespectful we definitely will block you. i have no if you think i'm shady with the blocking i'm worse i take that i'm worse way worse than me <laughs> so rob what up? <laughs> what's up rob how are you What's going down? <laughs> so I got to introduce you. This is Flame Monroe. This is my partner. I also manage her, but this podcast is really all about Flame. So Flame, this is Rob, Rob Flame. No, today, what? Rob, it's Flame. all about you. 
flame or like flavor flame, flame? flame like fire flame not, like fire yes not did you just say flavor flame don't make me slap you through this <laughs> <laughs> see you already signed off cutting up oh uh, i know what kind of show this gonna be oh okay <laughs> flames i got that flame then i'm on papa duty at the same time so oh lola's there hi L- lola. lola hi baby that's baby lola why is she in a mini jail that looked like a little fort a little mini prison fort <laughs> that, <laughs> that, <laughs> i have to do oh my god so, Rob, I was briefly talking to Flame. I was like, yo, you were at uh, my house a couple of weeks ago, and we like the podcast came up, and you were like, so how many more Grammys do I have to get before I get invited on the show? Like, what the hell is going on? And I was like, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm very yeah. wrong. I'm very wrong yeah. for this. I, I, I forgot. My it fault. was your niece, Rob. It wasn't me. It was your niece. <laughs> it was your niece. I know. I know. She can be quite funny acting. Let me just let you know that. Don't, no. don't do that. Don't do that. Don't so, do that. I wasn't very familiar with you, so I was researching. I was going on Google and looking up some stuff. And the song that you did with Brandy, that song is good. Brandy, to me, Brandy's voice is it's underrated, but I hate when they make her when they say that she's the vocal bible. I do think that she has a great tone, and I love Brandy's voice. But I don't know right. if I would consider her the vocal bible. But I love that song that you guys did. I love Brandy's voice first of all, but I don't know if it's the vocal yeah. bible. But I'm not a singer, I, so I think vocal bible. Well, I think it started out, that term started out with Brandy because in the studio, when she's making a song, she might be the best at it. Oh, okay. Yeah, meaning, like, making the song. Like, I've never worked with anybody as precise as Brandy. And what I mean by that is, um, there's a thing when you're doing vocals and you stack your vocals, meaning you do one track, you do one vocal track, and then they say, hey, do another one. And you put that one on top of that one and that one on top of that one. So you're vocal stacking. But she has so much control over her voice. Because, you know, if you, hold a, if you hold a note, your vibrato may come in at a certain time or your breath, your breath changes. Nobody can really sing the same note twice back to back exactly the same, like technically exactly the same. She's so good that she tricks the computer. And the computer, oh. when she sings a song, when she sings one note, and she sings another note on top of that note. Uh oh. <laughs> the computer thinks. Okay. Lola okay. wants some attention. I knew it. Lola wants the attention. Yep. She yeah. wants to be on the live, too. She's a little girl. Yeah. She's going she gonna to want that her whole life, so you be ready. Right. Oh, she's so, a Leo like me, too. Computer, oh she, literally, she literally tricks the computer, and the computer that. The computer phases it. It's called it phases. It phases itself out because she was so precise. They think they they, they mistakenly just put the same thing on top of each other, not her doing another one. You know what I mean? So, uh-huh. from, from a technical standpoint, I think people started calling her that. You know what I mean. And she's wow. an but, amazingly pleasant woman. I met her at Divas Assembly singing Shirley Ralph's Big AIDS Benefit in 2019, and she was just the nicest person. She really was she, just a nice girl. Super. As a matter of fact, when we did that song, she paid for the studio time. Wow. Wow. <laughs> because because the the uh, we were trying to get her in the studio. You know, doing the Black Radio album is a very hard when it comes to just you know, trying to track down the artist. First, you got to track down the managers and it's the assistants to go to go through the management, the labels and all these things. And two of the rec, two of the sessions got canceled and she called me. She called me personally. I didn't even know her yet. Hmm. She called me, per- texted me purpose. Per- I mean, uh, personally, it was like, hey, this is Brandy. I'm very sorry. There was a mistake with my team. Can I please have another shot at this song? And wow. I'll pay for the time. I'll do it. And if you don't like it, we don't have to use it. I was like, man. Yeah. Oh. And that's how she's, she's always a, been. She's since, a since, since, man, She's been such a good person. You know what I mean? Just a, and, and a joy to work with. It's amazing to work with. She does, it, she does too much in the studio. Like, you have to tell her, we can stop recording now. You, everything you did was amazing. You can walk out of the booth now. You know, <laughs> Rob, I saw that you're an accomplished pianist. Uh, so which mm-hmm. music do you prefer? Do you prefer classical, jazz, soul, R&B? Which is your favorite? Um, my my heart, is, as far as the piano is concerned, my heart is in jazz. You know, but I grew up playing gospel music. 
and then from there, I'm in my. The order is actually the order of 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 of, of the music I was I've been playing since I was a kid is really like R and B music. I, I was learning line. I was learning Anita Baker songs and Luther Vandross songs by myself off the radio. You know, ooh, my mom would ooh, play that stuff, look, and my dad put that stuff in the house all the time. Look, don't mention them in the same sentence. They had a horrible feud all the time. <laughs> they sure did. They had a tour. I know. I heard. I know. I, but that's so funny. Those are the two artists of any artist. Those are the two artists that maybe want to play piano more than anybody. Wow. Because they both use acoustic piano in their music. Mm. You know what I mean? My mom and my dad played them all the time in the house. And I kept hearing the acoustic piano. You know, and then I met I met um, Nat Adderley Jr., who's the Luther's piano player, um, on all those records. You know what I mean? And so I, it, it was that first. Then it was gospel music. Then it was jazz. Then it was hip hop. After that, so I love a lot of it. But my heart, I think I speak. I speak the most personal from my instrument when I play jazz. You know what I mean? Mm. So, Rob, I know you talked about this great experience that you had with Brandy. And tell me to, like, shut up if you don't want to talk about this. But, like, I know one of your, like, most infamous interviews is when you talked about your experience with Lauren Hill. So how was that? <laughs> Can we talk about that or do I got to glaze over that? <laughs> Can we talk about what, Lauren Hill? Yeah. Can we talk about it or I got to glaze over it? Like, you know. I, you know what? I've literally never talked about it again. I did that one interview. And, but it wasn't that interview wasn't supposed to be necessarily about her, you know uh -huh. what I mean? But it ended up they asked me a question, I answered the question, and I was very honest about what happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was super honest, and you have to realize, like after I did that, <clears throat> now this stuff I've never said in public. After I did that interview, so many musicians and artists hit me up, thanking mm -hmm. me for being honest, thanking right? For being honest saying that because most musicians don't have the platform that i have to speak on a on a level that, that i can that everybody hears it you know yeah. what i mean if she, she does something to a guitar player or a piano player that was playing with her no one's gonna hear about it exactly. you know what i mean yeah but but she messed with the wrong one at the time, <laughs> so she, she heard about it and then you saw her rebuttal after that yeah yeah but i mean my my I, there was no purpose for that i wasn't trying to you know, put her under the ground or like do anything mean. It was just like this is happening, and that was the worst. They asked me about my worst musical experience, and that honestly was the worst one because I feel like you, that there's no reason, there's no no accomplishment you can make, you can have that will make you speak people like they're not. Okay, so now you know I got to ask because I'm very <laughs> unaware, like some of the flamettes. We're very unaware of the situation. So y'all talking in circles around us. So now we need to know what the meat is in the soup. So now you got to give us the meat, Rob. Okay, so <laughs> I play, so basically, you know, um, Lauren, Lauren has been infamous for having, for having Lauren band Hill. members and, and not doing right by her band members. Yeah. Not paying them, not to telling them to having the management tell them tell the band members you can you, you cannot look her in the eye when you talk to her you cannot look her in the eye when you talk to her you only call her miss hill when you talk you know you know what i mean like all these things which i'm not even really? i don't even have a problem with i don't even have a problem with the miss hill part like that's fine that's what you want to be called i don't i don't mind that you know what i mean but the whole don't look me in the eye. Don't look her in the eye. Don't try to shake her hand, which is fine. Even the don't try to shake her hand thing. I'm not even tripping. We're in COVID now. Everybody does it now. You know what I mean? Right. But the whole don't look me in the eye thing, I couldn't get up. I couldn't wrap my head around. It, you know what I mean? And then after that, it was it was the, the mistreatment of funds, like not paying musicians, not wanting to pay them what they're supposed to be paid, coming off of a tour. And, you know, she, she, she would literally feel like people should just be happy they went on the road with her like charge it to that charge it to you got to be on the road with me hmm. and yeah. I, I can't pay my light bills with that I can't feed my kids with that Ooh, you know she, don't know, she don't never want to work with me again. oh my god <laughs> but it, was just, it was just disrespect on those kind of levels where it's like repeatedly those things kept happening and so many musicians I know have gone through that with her, and you know what I mean. And I'm, I had never played with her. I heard about it, but my friend was the music director at the time, so it was one gig. It was in New York. I live in New York, so I was like, you know what? I'll do it. You know, whatever. I'll see what see what the deal is. 
everything was fine until like four days. No, sorry, everything wasn't fine. It started <laughs> off pretty bad. My bad. We did a week worth of rehearsal, but basically the very last day of the the, the, the very, one week of rehearsals for a show that was 20 minutes long. Hmm. And it was for a special thing from Mont Blanc Jewelry Corporation. You know, um, the seventh day rehearsal, she come in, she didn't even come in. The management came in and said, you know what? Lauren's not happy with how you've been rehearsing, how you've been rehearsing. So she wants to cut all your pay in half the day before the show. All your pay in half. First of all, all the musicians are incredible. She, she changed the show every day. So it was like, okay, we're just running, with you, you know, and the day before they wanted to take everybody's pay in half. They changed, they, they cut everybody's pay in half except mine. Cause I left. I said, well, you know what? You can find another piano player and I'm, I'm leaving. You know, so, so I walked out, but then they chased me down in the middle of the street. It's like, what can we do? And I was like, pay me all my money. Mm-hmm. Now, matter of fact, now, yeah. before I walk in, in, back in rehearsal. See, you I know? like you. I so like you, Rob. Like you think that. just like but me. But I will say, <laughs> I will say, I did have one great moment with her. Um, in the rehearsal, right, right before, there's a song called uh, Doo-Wop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Piano. And she had just got through cussing. She had just got through cussing out the band for some reason. That's the one. She had just got through cussing out the band for some reason. I forgot what it was. Cussing us out. And instead of playing doo wop, I played the intro to Joyful Joyful. Oh, boom, boom, from the movie. Boom. Yeah, yeah, from, from Sister Act. Act. Yeah. Boom, boom. And she sung it. Joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore thee. We did a verse in the chorus. Oh, and okay. It it so, felt so good. So she wasn't. You know? So she wasn't all bad. Mostly. No. And that point, <laughs> tapped into her, her real self. I think something's up with her. You know what I mean? That's why I, don't, I haven't talked about it anywhere else. I wasn't trying to slam. I didn't put it on my Instagram. I didn't put it on my Facebook. I just was honest about my what happened with me. But I think she's super talented. I think she's a great artist. You know what I mean? And I hope she's. You know, but I do feel like she just needs some help. With whatever that is, mm. you know what I mean. Yeah, Rob. Let me ask you a question. Who's your favorite jazz artist and jazz from from the past? Not even now, because you know who I, I love. Cole Porter's book of jazz. I, I I love music first of all, and I love Cole oh. Porter's jazz, and especially when Ella Fitzgerald sings his music. Ella's one of the Ella's. She's the coldest female ever. I, I would say my my favorite jazz musician overall ever is Herbie Hancock. Oh okay. Oh. I okay. thought you. I thought you were gonna go for the bias, you know, on that. Okay, that was a little surprising. What, All right. What, what do you think I was gonna I say? I thought you were gonna say monk, but you know. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, no, no. It's a little biased. I wasn't gonna say monk. You, you're not gonna no. mention the family member. All right, that's cool. That's cool. A little shady, but that, that's cool. All right. No, no. I just love her because the way he brought jazz into the modern in, 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 into the modern day. You know what I mean. And was able to go even even Herbie had one of the most popular hip hop songs um, with Rocket. You know what I mean. So he's the jab musician that crossed over, mm-hmm. and and Miles Davis was a jab, a jab musician that crossed over, and and Herbie watched him do it, and Herbie did it, and then now because of Herbie, I'm able to do it. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's that that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Now, are you trained, uh, classically trained, or professionally trained as a pianist? Ooh, sp- um, spit the resume. Go ahead, spit the resume. I took, <laughs> no, I mean, I went to the high school for performing arts in high school. Like, so I, I studied jazz there. I didn't really study class. I studied classical for like six months. You know, I didn't have the fucking. It's it's tedious. Hell, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and uh, and when when you play classical music, for the most part, you if you if you have a career in classical music, you're playing other people's music. That's kind of what it is. That like you to get the big to get the big places to play in the big places, you have to play Bach and Mozart. Like you have you spend your life playing other people's music they don't really love new compositions in the classical world so much you know what i mean so i was never like that kind of guy where i was like i want to do that so i always wanted to create and create you know so yeah but i i went to high school for for jazz and i, I graduated from there and i went to i went to college at the, uh the, the new school in manhattan uh called the new school mm-hmm. uh, i music the new school and um i studied jazz there for four years you know what I mean? But I took piano lessons here and there. But for the most part, I think it's just more so of God was like, hey, here you go. Oh, yeah. Because whatever your plan is, God's plan is always different from yours. You just. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, when I, 
I'm a musician as well, but I didn't play the piano. I played the oboe. But my my favorite classical era is the Baroque era. Um, oh, because that's my favorite music era. You didn't know? I didn't know that. I'm, girl, I told no. I'm a jack all trade. There's a lot of things about me she don't know. I'm you see, to teach she them. said musician. I said where, <laughs> where, and you when. Know, I got a, I got a scholarship to to uh, Bethune Cookman when I graduated. Oh, I didn't high know school. that. But I put on a dress and some hair, and I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna, <laughs> Look, I want to be a girl. There's so many people. There's so many people who don't know classical music watching. They're probably like the broke era, girl. I'm broke now. <laughs> I, <laughs> I said Baroque. Bar- Baroque era. B A R O K. My whole life in the Baroque era. <laughs> that was funny, Rob. So, uh, Rob, let me ask you because I know, I don't know if I've gotten the full backstory, but you are part of a group called August Green, which is yeah. with Kareem, Riggin, Kareem Riggins, excuse me, and Common, or as Rashid, as you would call him. So, yeah. how did y'all even form that group? Because I, I actually got the privilege to sit in studio while you guys were creating your first album, which was so yeah. dope to see so how did you guys yeah. even form the group like how did that happen um i met rashid um like common sorry <laughs> uh, it's okay y'all are I friends met, so you know you call him I rashid met him, uh, i met him in 1990 99 oh um Bilal introduced me to him because he was Bilal's friend that li- we meet Bilal, common and erica live like a few blocks from each other in brooklyn um, and he was like, yo, my boy who's a rapper needs a pin. He's trying to learn piano. Can you give him piano lessons? I didn't know anything about Common. I didn't know who he was. But I was like, all right. So I started going over his house, giving him piano lessons because he had a keyboard. He had a Rhodes, a Rhodes keyboard at his crib. So I, I used to do that. And then from that, we became cool. Me, him, and Bilal would hang out. You know what I mean? I would go to studio sessions with them and I watched them make some of like water for chocolate. You know what I mean? And, and some other things, some other things like that. So. I've known Rashid for a, for a long time. Then I started recording. We started really recording together. Um, um, when he came, uh, I don't know, 2012, um, Black Radio 2. Hmm. Uh, he did I, I Stand Alone With Me, the song I Stand Alone. And then from that, um, after that, I, I started coming in and producing some of, some of some songs for his record, along with Kareem. So he would call me in the studio, and me and Kareem would kind of produce the songs together. For Common's record, that started on his album called um, "Black America" again. Common and I wrote the is, Common is good people. We know Black. Common is uh, Tiffany Paddish is our executive producer here at the podcast, yeah. and you know yep. they're dating, and so we always play cards. He gave me a birthday party at his man at his house in Beverly Hills last year. But that nigga, oh. that nigga can't play no space. I tears that ass up if he had a space. <laughs> but we have and the best time. He's a nice man. Yeah. Really Super pleasant. nice man, but he need a bigger pool. You see that pool in the front of his damn door? <laughs> I didn't think that was a pool. I thought that was just like a little a little wade pond. You just walk <laughs> it's, through. It's a, it's a pool for some people, I guess. I like That's an ankle pool. You just put your feet in it or something. <laughs> Really nice uh, person though, and uh, just very friendly, very been. down to earth. Uh, treated me from day one, just like what's up, flame, like cool, and just was just a nice guy overall. So I'm glad you work with him because he good people. Good people always should work with good people. I'm sorry Absolutely. that you didn't work with us, but he, let me let me go back to Lauren Hill for a second. What? Because Lauren Hill is to me was a musical genius with the Miseducation. That album that would can go Ooh. in can go into a time capsule for three thousand years. And still be relevant. Don't Absolutely. keep it coming to your damn self. Look at her. She ready. Get your knees. I was gonna tell the truth. I was <laughs> that was the other the piece. Truth. That was the other piece of the puzzle when we yep. talked about Lauren earlier. The other piece was um, there are a plethora of musicians and writers who wrote on that album that didn't get credit for it. She so there are a lot of things that, that say, um. there are a lot of things that say written by Lauren Hill that were not written by Lauren Hill. Um, which I'm fine with if you just give the credit where it's due. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because musicians and producers eat off of that. If they, if, if you, if you produce a song on the Miseducation album, if you produce a song on the Miseducation album, um, you're set to work for years to come. It's like somebody who, it's like somebody who pro- produced a song on Thriller or something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you're set. So those credits mean something. You know. So if you take credit from someone. Sometimes that's all they have is the credit. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. to be a great artist, you don't have to write. You don't have to write and produce everything. Michael didn't write and produce everything. Whitney Houston didn't write and produce everything. But just give the credit where it's due. That's where I had a problem because some of those people were my personal friends. They had a lawsuit and she lost. There was a lawsuit. Some people actually had to have the balls to sue her. You know what I mean? But there were some people who I know were just friends with her 
and felt bad that they didn't want to sue her. But there are people who sued her. That these two producer guys did it for like like four million bucks or something. You can literally Google it. Mm-hmm. Karma is something though because her success has never been to the, the same plateau yeah. since after that. You mm-hmm. ha- can't you can't do people dirty, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to money because money come and go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Ben, if you think about it too, my thing is if you do a record like that, and if you did do everything like it says, if you didn't really write all that, where's the next one? You got a point. Yeah. Where's the next one? Where's the next one even close? Yeah. She did the TV unplugged thing. That wasn't close at all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. Where's the next album? If if that's what if if you did all that stuff, where's the next one? And that's and there lies the problem. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? What's next for you besides being daddy? How many babies you got? Two. For forty eight. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got a son. Have you have a son and a daughter. Yeah. Yeah, I got a son and daughter. Uh, um, Riley, he's twelve. He's about to be thirteen. And and Lola, she's one. Oh, well, that go to so, handful, right? Oh, she's so cute. Hi, look at you, Lola. Lola. Oh, she's beautiful. So I have a story, right? I'm going to put myself out there because I know, Rob, you're going to want to tell it anyway. Look at so her smile at me. You know I'm what she's just... thinking in her head? Oh, that's a man. I can tell <laughs> I can tell what she's saying. Oh, I can, I can read a man. She's saying, that's a man. That's a man. Little Lola, don't, I'll fight you, little girl. You better go. <laughs> so no, so I, I do have a funny story that I will share is that, so I was the first person to ever babysit Riley, my baby cousin, right? Uh-huh. I was the first person to ever babysit <laughs> So Riley would cry a lot, right, while I would babysit him. And the only thing that would get him to stop crying is if I sang Red Light Special by TLC to him. Mind you, and I can't sing. What? And I can't sing. The most random. But it worked. (laughs) It worked. But it worked. (laughs) To a newborn. I was singing Red Light Special to a newborn. But that's how I got Riley to go to sleep. If he ever make it to a strip club when he about 21 and they put that on, whoever doing that number, she going to get all his dollars, baby. It traveled with you over, over the years. He gonna have all that memory. Oh, I love that song. I remember my auntie sang me that. <laughs> hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned it feels so good it does and like always we'll be here every week covering the wide world of tv movies comics and geek culture that's right we'll be talking about batman heroes of that stature and of course we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories we'll hear from tv writers actors comics creators pop culture critics and more nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week listen to x-ray vision on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts if you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge then look no further than the marketing school podcast hosted by neil patel and yours truly eric sue It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. So the pandemic basically kind of shifted some of what you had going on. So you're basically scoring music now. Like you did the photograph, which was with Issa Rae. And I know you just scored something with Dave Chappelle. So how are you liking that? And how is that different kind of from what you've been doing previously? Um, I love it. And I, um, yeah, it allows me, it allows me to be home. You know what I mean? It's a way, it's a way to, you know, make money and not have to leave the house. But I've always, I've even before I started scoring, everyone's always said my whole career, like your music is so cinematic. You know what I mean? You should do movies. You should score movies. You should score shows. So once I got that, once I actually got the opportunity, my first opportunity in the real way was with um, Don Cheeto for that Miles Davis movie, mm-hmm. um, Miles Ahead. And and then from there, once I moved out here during the pandemic, it kind of started snowballing because I also scored um, this series called World. That's on stars. Yep. And then What's I have a few. Run the world. Oh, that's the new one with Vivica Fox. Is that the Vivica Fox one? No. Um, no, no, no. Um, is in it. Oh, Brisha Webb. Webb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She okay. is a pretty girl too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's been snowballing into into more things, and we got I got a movie on the on the, on the line happening, and a few more a few more series, you know. So it's it's been great. It's been great. Like Riley. I said, a lot of me to be home with Riley. I was on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. So I missed little little milestones with Riley. You know, and yeah. I would come back home and be like, "Oh yeah, he's he's walking, he's running." He's, <laughs> do you yes, miss sir. Do you miss live theater? Do you miss the stage and the audience? Absolutely. So yeah. I did a few shows. I did a few shows like last weekend, and a few, and I did some shows in New York in June at, at the Blue Note. And it was amazing, but then you really, really, you really realize how much you miss the audience, how much you miss the people when you play. Because I've been doing all this streaming stuff during quarantine, doing yeah. streaming shows. I did a lot with with Common, you know, doing just yeah. streaming things, and it's not the same at all. That energy is gone; it's missing. You know, I'm gonna drop a little plug because um, I know you're doing a residency at the Blue Note in New York City, and you're like yes. the third <laughs> artist to ever be able to do this. So the dates are like October 1st through November 9th, right? Uh, October first to I think November seventh. I think. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we're actually about to. I already already dropped something saying I'm doing it, but now I think later today we're gonna drop what I'm doing each week. Right? Who's special guest? Oh, you getting special guests too? Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, I do that every, every time. Uh huh. So, so that was like different the show. Different weeks, different guests. Did different weeks. Really, like every week, I break it up in two. What do you want over here? She wants her daddy to hold her. She just wants to be in the camera. Uh Thank you. See, she's fine now. Lola's fine now. Lola need to... uh, Let let my cousin be in the camera. What's the kid network? What's the kid's network? What, Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Baby Nickelodeon. She said she needs her part on TV. She ain't playing with y'all. Exactly. Rob, let me ask you a question. Which which artist would uh, would you be your dream artist to work with now that's relevant now? Who haven't you worked with is the better question. Right. <laughs> Shoot. That you would like actually, to. Actually, in the studio together. Matter of fact, he just asked me personally the other day. Stevie Wonder. Wow. wow. That would be dope. I, I, did that, I did that cancer benefit with Common um, Stand Up for Cancer a few days ago. And Stevie was our special guest. It's a song I wrote. Um, and Stevie played harmonica on it, on the recording. And then there's another song that I wrote with, for Common called black america again he sung he sung on the end of it but i wasn't there when he sung so i've never got the chance to really collaborate with him you know what i mean like mm-hmm. studio and come up with something <laughs> definitely de- oh definitely. that's gonna be let me tell you something stevie wonder is, is oh my god it's such a phenomenon but mm-hmm. you know what i love about stevie's music like uh don't you worry about a thing and um at the end when they doing that jam session it is a jam session that i'm like i wish i could have been sitting in on that because they let it fade out but you know they went on for about 20 more minutes at least <laughs> for sure definitely that's the same thing with you know um to digress how does it feel d'angelo yeah. yes you know how it cuts off at the end yeah after the blues just boom that's because they ran out of tape like, well, let me be honest. Thing. With that video, I broke about four TVs trying to look down. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> they was hotel TVs, but they were still TVs. I was trying to look down in there. I, I couldn't see. <laughs> 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 and uh, 
Um, I might as well just ask you because somebody in the comments just brought up Maxwell. So I actually got to see yeah. some of you. Like you were his musical director for a couple of years. So how was that experience? It was great. Actually, Derek Hodge was the music director. Oh, okay. Uh, D. Hodge was. I, 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 he, Maxwell just had. It was. It was like my band. The band I was. My experiment band at the time was Chris, Dave, Derek Hodge, and me. Right. So I was playing piano. You know what I mean? And that was for like four years. Four. Yeah. Four or five years, from 2009 to 2013. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was great, man. That was amazing. I, that was that was a really good time. You know what I mean? Because it was it was great for R and B. Maxwell came back. The songs were dope, and musicians were excited to see us play with Maxwell. Because normally you go to Maxwell shows, it's 99 percent women. Oh yeah. yeah. If there's a guy there, he took a woman. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, look, oh, there's a guy there. He is a woman. Oh, 100 percent. All that. Right. Right. <laughs> Exactly. It was still ninety. Now that you know, now the other guy, uh, other people are coming just to see the music part, like the musicians play. Mm -hmm. It was still ninety-eight point five, all women. Mm -hmm. The the best tour I've ever been on in my life. It was amazing. Now you said you started with gospel. Have you ever worked with a gospel artist now that's relevant now to do, or would you like to go back and work with a gospel artist since you were started in gospel music as a piano player? Yeah. I, yeah. Um. I mean, I'm going to, I'm, 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 um, one of my boys, Jonathan McReynolds, you know, Jonathan. No, um, I, I know Jonathan said, Butler. I don't know that. I don't know McReynolds. No, I know Jonathan Butler. I know Jonathan Butler. Yeah. Falling in love very, with Jesus. Oh, I love that song. Very sounds. Yeah. But I think I'm going to definitely do something with Jonathan McReynolds at some point. I mean, there's a lot of gospel hours I would love to work with. John P. Key's on one of my albums. Oh, I like uh, John P. Key. Yo, yeah, tears. But, oh my God, like that's a song, baby. Woo, you gonna make he me shout? Kind of doesn't prepare for me. Lola. Oh, one, Lola. Of, one of the fans, one of the flamers, want to know: Have you ever worked with Rashawn Patterson? Rashawn Patterson has a beautiful voice too. Oh my God, he has a beautiful Rashawn voice. Patterson can sing his face off. He really mm -hmm. can. I never worked with him, but I'm sure I will at some point for sure. For sure, right? Yeah. Hi, Lola. Um, another thing I want to ask you too, um, your Emmy that you won with Common for doing the 13th with Ava DuVernay, how special was that to you? And just what was that like? That was amazing. <laughs> you know, as a musician, you really don't think outside of Grammy. You kind of like, like Grammy is kind of only what you kind of aim for if you aim for anything as far as our award goes. So to get an Emmy, it kind of opened my, it kind of like, got me outside of the box like oh wait a minute i can do more things you know what i mean and so that was that was that was that was amazing that was i never forget i was i was in europe um literally about to walk on stage for a show and ava duvernay texted me congratulations on your emmy nomination and i was like wow what? you know what i mean it's like oh my gosh you know what i mean so it was that 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 was that was that was a good one a, um big one and speaking you know. of expanding the career, uh, didn't you just do a couple acting debuts in a couple of different things? I have. Um, I'm out in these streets, in these acting <laughs> streets. Um, yeah. I did, uh, yeah, so I did, uh, I played a little part in the Aretha documentary, in the in the Aretha series with um, the one. Cynthia, um, with Cynthia Arriba. With, yeah. with Cynthia. I played, a, I played a, a piano player named Art Tatum, who was a, a blind piano player that used to go over to her house when her dad had those parties mm -hmm. and he used to go there to play with Diana Washington and all kinds of people. Art Tatum is, I mean, uh, he's the king. He's oh, I watched that. King. That was you. Yes. You had yeah. those glasses on. You ain't had that beard either. No, I didn't. Have that. <laughs> yeah. They, I looked like Stephen A. Smith for a minute. Uh, my hairline was all back. And then I just did, uh, I did a few episodes of uh, Black Monday. With Don Cheadle, um, he hit me up like, "Yeah, we got this little part if you want it. I know you're trying to do some acting." So I was like, "Oh, I'll do it." You know what I mean? Um, what are you saying? She's saying she wants her camera time. You I know she's no like, camera "Bring the camera back her, down." As long as you got oh. her in, in focus, she good. Let's see. <laughs> we see, we see you, Lola girl. You beautiful. Oh my God, the hair. Oh my God, the eyes. Oh my, the lips, girl. You better stop it, girl. I see it already. The little boy is already at the door. Tell him don't, don't, don't say that. Uh oh. <laughs> don't say that. Uh, I'm trying to read some of these comments too because people have a lot of questions for you, Rob. So, how was your collaboration on Butterfly between you and Bilal? Oh, that was dope. 
that that actually um the butterfly song before we played it because if you listen to the song there's a lot of outside like ambience mm-hmm. like cars going by this this so we took a microphone from the studio and walked around the block just, I didn't know to, that. Pick up the, 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 just to pick up the sounds of the city and we didn't we didn't want to do one i know you can go and you can get it you know you can go on you can get sounds of the city from anywhere you can download them you know what i mean but we wanted to have a real sound of the city where we were mm-hmm. so we walked around i can't wait i can't wait we walked around with a microphone and then we recorded on top of that on top of the sounds of the city you know what i mean so and i believe it was like one one take this one time down you know what i mean so it was it was special but my but he's my favorite artist in general like to work with and just his talent and how dope he is you know and i've I've been collaborating with Bilal since 1990 you know, 99, 98, since we got to college. You know what I mean? So he's definitely one of the most underrated and dopest artists ever. Oh, that's a great compliment. See, this forever says Rob literally changes the energy in every room. Love it, Rob. They love you. Love it, bro. Love it, bro. They want to know about the collaboration with you and Esperanza Spalding. Oh, um, on her. Oh, on I did something with her. On her seven, she has a project seven seven seven, that was like she did like a whole album, on Facebook Live, and it was like literally three days straight. And you got to watch her collaborate with these people and watch her write the songs in real time. Mm. And I'm one of the. Lauren, you have such a talented family. I didn't know I was just acquiring some all this talent. Look, I'm bringing it. The mom is talented. The dad is. Oh my God, Lauren is so many talented people. You know, you know what, Rob? You know what? I know. I'm going back to gospel because you said you started off with gospel. You know who I would love to see you collab with and bring her out of retirement, who's one of my favorite gospel singers, is uh, Tremaine Hawkins. Well, let me tell you, Tremaine came in right before um, Yolanda Adams became this superstar, but Tremaine set it up for for uh, Yolanda Adams. Tremaine was dynamite and still is probably dynamite. I would love to see somebody do something with her. The whole Hawkins family is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just, it's crazy. No, but she's amazing. Matter of fact, am I wrong? I feel like, tell me if I'm wrong. Didn't she sing the... No, I might be wrong. I think that was Vanessa Bell Armstrong. Who sung the uh, theme song Amen? Oh, the oh, I don't know who's saying. I'm that. a heathen. I'm not a good person to ask. That was that was that was Vanessa Bell. That was Vanessa Bell. Yeah, okay, that you. was Vanessa Bell. That wasn't Tremaine. <laughs> oh. But no, but Yolanda Adams. She's from my she's from my hometown. She's from Houston. Oh, I absolutely I, adore Yolanda. She's but, amazing. But before Yolanda hit, a lot of people forgot about Tremaine. Tremaine sure. was the gospel. Vo- her Shirley C. I still love Shirley Caesar too. Shirley- but it looked like Yolanda got all the the shine, all the stardom, all the big fame for the name. Yeah. But yeah. before her was child Tremaine Hawkins. Tremaine Hawkins was everywhere. Shirley <laughs> like she never ages. She just she was old when she first started, and just, <laughs> Shirley stayed one age for a hundred years. She about two hundred. I, I, I know. <laughs> Even you look at early Shirley Caesar videos. She looks like she does now. <laughs> that is funny as hell. <laughs> Shirley, we just joking, girl. <laughs> we love you. No, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like, she just don't, she don't age. She's just like, I mean, you know what? I'm going I'm to start off at this age and I'm going to stay there. So let me ask you, too. I know you kind of, like, talked about it a little bit before when you and I were together. But Dave Chappelle, like, just yeah. literally Dave came to uh, the Blue Note. You had Chris Rock come out and, like, he basically emceed your show for you. And you were yeah. just talking about how it was interesting to look at their creative processes in real time so can you like kind of touch on that a little bit because i thought it was amazing to hear you talk about yeah so dave behind backstage of a roots show i was playing with the roots i don't know probably like old something oh five or something and dave was there and he asked me to help him play round midnight so the longest month to him so i gave him piano lessons help him play round midnight that's how we started every time i was seeing they were happy to play piano somewhere backstage and I would help them you know, figure some stuff around midnight and we just became cool so now every 
I do the, my residency. Like the last time I did my residency, he came out. He brought Tiffany out. Last time I did my residency. Oh, yeah, he brought Tiffany out too. Oh, okay. Now he brought. I mean, he brought Sarah Silverman out. He brought. I mean, everybody came. You know, it was right after he won that award, the um, the Tom Sawyer uh, comedy award um, thing. But anyway, so uh, yeah, now man, it's just a thing, man. He just loves the music and and. We have such a good a good rapport, you know. That's my bro. So now, whenever I play, you know, if he's in the vicinity or not even in the vicinity, he'll just make his business to fly out. Wait, you gotta in. you gotta say how he showed up to your show with uh, Susan Sarandon, just just casually. Just now, yeah. Like <laughs> in June, in June, um, the um, they debuted the documentary, Dave's documentary um, that I, I just scored. It it um it closed the Tribeca Film Festival, and at, and they did it at Radio City Music Hall. Mm. So, but Radio City Music Hall opened back up, so Dave could do his to show his film there, and um so that week was Tribeca Film Festival. The same week I was in New York, so Dave came by like a few nights, and like yeah, like you said, you know, Chris came by with him a, a, a few times. They opened up the show like just up there. Just one night, one night, they was at the garden at Madison Square Garden with the Foo Fighters, brought them to my show after. You know what I mean? With Susan Brandon, that was that night. I see. Mm-hmm. You never know who's gonna be with Dave because yeah. everybody loves him. I am so looking forward to working with him and meeting him one day very soon. He knows who Absolutely. I am. And he's been talking to Ida Rodriguez about me. So I'm hoping that he, Dave, call me. I'm ready. I'm ready to play. I'm ready. <laughs> Trust me, I'm ready to work. And he's such a nice, just a dope dude, man. Yeah. Like, for Mother's Day, look, it was Mother's Day was Sunday in May. We were here Friday. And he, I talked to Dave Friday night. And he was like, what are y'all doing Mother's Day? I was like, oh, we're just here. We'll probably go up the street, have some food. He's like, no, you're going to come to Ohio. And he sent a private jet and picked me, Lola, and Gigi up and flew us to Ohio to have Mother's Day dinner at his crib. He had a Mother's Day dinner. Dope. You know what I mean? This is a fucking awful life. Yeah. I don't have to be, you know. Yeah. So just and and uh, and it, in 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 that documentary, like I was saying, I was telling Lauren, like you got a chance to see so many artists, including stand-up comedians and everything, kind of struggle to get their footing because they haven't performed in so long because of COVID. Yeah. You know, and, and it was so inspiring. These amazing people. Like, do that. Like, you know, to just, like, get up there. Like, even Chris Rock was up there. Like, cause the good and the dope thing is about these people, they're super fearless. And some of it wasn't funny, and some of it started to be funny, but you can even see the comedians like, man, I'm sorry, I'm working it out. You know what I mean? And it was inspiring to see people at that level still have to work stuff out, you know? Let yeah. me let me ask you a question, Rob, because you, to me, like, right in the middle of the old school and the new school, which uh, which music genre do you like the best? Not and I'm not talking about jazz and RB. I'm talking about the old school music versus this the newer stuff that's out now. Because I think the newer stuff that's out now, this is my opinion, is promoting not love and affection and it's kinda ooh, grab about a hair, throw it down the stairs, <laughs> put up on the airplane. You know, I that don't do nothing for me. That's not a turn on. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think you know, I think it's the it's the it's the it's 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 history. It's what history is supposed to do. M- music comes around. Your parents are playing their music. You're like, oh, that's for old people. You start playing your music, and they're like, oh, you don't know nothing about music. Back in my day, you know. So, I respect that the music is changing, and I know that I'm not going to like all of it. But I'm not supposed. To, I'm not supposed to. But what about the messages? Me. The messages in the music. Sometimes the messages no, get so cloudy. The messages. Uh, most of the messages are missing about are are missing love. You know yeah. what I mean? They are missing the positive things about it. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. Also, because I I feel like, you know, after you know after a certain era, live musicians in the studio stopped being a thing. People started making music on their iPhone. You know what I mean? So. When you stop, when you don't have, when you can make music that fast on your iPhone, it stops being about, it stops being a, most of the time, not everyone, but most of the time it stops being about the music. And it's kind of just about what 
idea can I put out there that everybody else is going to grab onto and love? So everybody's kind of piggybacking off everybody else. What's cool? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do what everybody else is doing. Nobody's being an artist because they really want to be an artist. Not nobody. Some people are. But most of them, what I see, they're not. You're not going to remember them next year. They, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like it doesn't matter for a lot of people. But, uh, but again... I'm not saying all young music is like terrible because I'm an older guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I respect that. That's what it is now. You know what I mean? Some of it I like. You know what I mean? But a lot of it I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, really quick, because we're almost at our hour. What are some upcoming projects that you can talk about? I know you said that like Stevie Wonder has like personally reached out to you to work on some things. What other projects do you have coming up? Because people in the comments are pressed about Black Radio Three. Just just letting you know. So that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Sure, that's definitely happening. I've already, I've already. I'm 99% done with Black Radio Three. Oh wow! 99% okay. done. Yeah. All right. People. I just can't. I can't say who's on it yet because I don't have all the. T's crossed and I's dotted yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Lola you just know, put I, her beard in. She wants to be on it. She she needs a part on her. She just, she, look, your daughter. She just, don't you hear her talking? That's what she's saying in baby talk. Don't forget about me. <laughs> oh, she's on it. She's on it. <laughs> <laughs> Lola's on the album. Uh oh. How was how was it working with um with Don Cheeto? I love Don Cheeto. I've never met him, but my favorite movie he ever did was Talk to Me. Oh my God, I loved him in Talk to Me. Mm -hmm. That is that's me. To me, I'm Petey Green with titties. <laughs> I'm Petey Green with titties. But I loved him in Talk to Me. Look, with Mo, we did a whole with Most Deaf back in when Talk to Me came out. We did a whole like concert based on Petey Green with Most Deaf. And using that Don Cheeto movie and using some clips from that, and we call it the watermelon. We call it the, I forget, like the watermelon. Some something about the watermelon because Petey Green was describing how you put a little salt on the watermelon mm -hmm. and, and, the whole, and the whole thing. So yeah, but Don, Don's amazing. He's one of my favorite actors as well, and a good friend, good dude. Oh, that's you know? a good question. And a musician too. Yeah, you know, oh, Don, oh, Don I didn't know he was a musician. Oh, I didn't Don know got that. the full. Yeah, he got a full scholarship to college for like vocal jazz and, and saxophone. Oh, okay. Ask that question, Lauren. So we're gonna take this last question uh, from the comments, Rob. People, uh, someone asked, "How do you pick a band when there are so many great musicians that you know?" Um. Well, the bands I have, I kind of just let the. Sorry, I kind of just let I let the universe kind of do what it does. You know what I mean? Um. The guys that I, the guys that I, I consider are are in my band are people that I've kind of been around for years somehow. So, like for instance, Derek Hodge, my bass player. I met him in two thousand six. Once you meet somebody and they play the way they do, and the musicality is a certain level, and their person is a certain level, I hold on to those people. Yeah, you know I mean, as much as I can. If I work enough to where you don't have to work with anybody else, cool. You know what I mean? But then it's like even and Chris Dave, one of those guys too. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like they get to a certain platform and now they're off on their own with their own bands, which is amazing. So then it's like we get to play in spots when we can. Yeah. And then move into those spots. I love you know, the I love the loyalty. I like that too. I like when I get familiar when I'm stuck with a person. You know me. We know each other. You know, even if it's a riff, we already know each other, so we know we can fix right. it. Well I will because say part of the what feeds the music is what's off the stage too for me. You know what I mean? If I have a good rapport with you off the stage, it feeds the music and it makes it that much better. Yeah. Well, what I will say, too, to add to that is what, Rob, what I think is so, like, special about you is you really want your people to catapult and to, like, step away from you at one point and do their own thing. Like, you exactly. encourage that. You know, I remember you had somebody that was, like, your lead singer and you were like, why aren't you doing your own things? Like, this is, like, get out of my band. Go do something else. You know what I mean? I so... I think th I think that that's just so special about you because everybody doesn't feel that way. People don't want you know others to succeed, and you do, you know. Absolutely. So that's just why you're so special. Yeah, I think it's important. I think it's important to do that. You know what I mean? It, it keeps the music alive. You know. Yeah. Well, Rob, I want to say this because Lauren's gonna close out the show. I got a two o'clock Zoom meeting that I have to make. I, I, it was a pleasure talking with you. You, let me tell you something. If you wasn't a musician, you could damn sure be a comedian because you're funny as hell. <laughs> oh, you know what you gotta do before we close out, Rob? You gotta do a, a quick freestyle. People in the comments said that when we first started the show. So come on, hit one. You need a beat? What? Come on, we you I gotta need hit. Beat. I need to beat Oh damn. Okay. Boom. Boom. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. I had went way back okay, to the eighties. Right. <laughs> okay, ready? 
Look, I kick freestyles, but my styles ain't free. Uh, cause you got to pay me. My name is Bob G. R O B to the E R T. And I'm rapping. You feel me? Stop the beat and laugh. For sure, I'm looking forward to meeting you, and thank you for doing the show with us today. You and Lola, don't let us forget Lola. She ran her time in. Lola might be in the title of the show, to be honest. Bye, Lola. Where where can they follow Rob at? Oh, so I mean, so you can follow Rob obviously at Robert Glasper on Instagram. Like y'all heard, uh, Rob said he's Black Radio Three is ninety percent done. Um, Any other thing else you want to promote, Rob, before we ring off? Uh, yeah, I know you got not, so many projects. Nothing I, can, nothing I can actually say. Everything else, like right. Okay. Look, I know that. Tell me that again, because my big mouth fans always telling something. <laughs> she yes, Flame does talk a lot. So yeah, look. But just be on the lookout, to say the least. You know, Rob has got a lot of projects coming up. So thank you. I love you so much. Very thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Congra- and thank you for being such a, a hands-on dad. I appreciate that more than anything else that I've oh, seen Rob from you does today. Not play. Let that me tell you. Oh, yeah. We we need great black fathers in this world. We need to see more black representation of black dads that love their children Absolutely. unconditionally, different ways. But thank you for that. Love you, Rob. Flame it. Thank you. I'm running, I'm look. I'm already late for the meeting. Before we close out, wait, Lauren. Before we close out, thank you, guys. Please um, follow Lauren Armani H on Instagram and on Facebook, and Lauren Hogan on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube yes. page, which is Flame Monroe. Please also subscribe to our, our, our friend Nick Smith, Nick Smith News, on all social media platforms. This will be uploaded Wednesday night on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you listen to your podcast at, under the Black Effect Network. Thank you, Kendall, our camera guys. Get your tickets next Monday. I'll be in Chicago, and I won't look like this. You might see this hat, <laughs> but it'll be cold next week because I just threw them over. And there'll be some lotion on your face, too, And right? I have a little moisturizer <laughs> on. My titties will be shiny. All that. Yeah, all that. Get your tickets for DC Comedy Live at DC Comedy Live September 9th through the 12th. We appreciate you guys. We thank you. Next weekend is Labor Day weekend. Next Monday, we will not no be filming live because we will be celebrating Labor Day, of course. And I'll be in Chicago. And Lauren will be eating barbecue. And Kendall will oh, be somewhere okay. beating up people and stuff. You know, Kendall real violent. He pulls my wig off right after the show. Oh, my God. Y'all have no idea. <laughs> No. Thank you, Robert Glasper, for joining us for Laugh and Learn today. And thank you, Flame S, for joining us. We came in on Lauren Armani H's page. We're going to hope to save, and we appreciate you guys. Again, at Laugh and Learn, what is it, Lauren? We are not trying to get anybody to use to. I'm sorry, what is it? We're not trying to get anybody to change their mind. We are simply trying to get you to use your mind because why? Critical thinking belongs to you. You need to look in the mirror and like the decisions that you made. So go look in the mirror and ask the person that's looking back at you, are you happy with the decisions that you make? Now, if they reach out, the, the reflection reach out and slap the shit out of you, that means they're not happy. But right <laughs> now, I'm happy. I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh. Peace. <laughs> Laugh and Learn is a production of the Black Effect Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. The show is produced by Tribble. Our theme music is by Chrissy Payne. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician 
that come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.